are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. I'm going to turn your attention to the Word of the Lord today. We will read from the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1. And I'll begin at verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and of the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us, freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, all tribes of the earth, will wail on account of him, even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I want to share with you this thought quickly today. We live in certain times. We live in certain times. You may be seated. I was listening to a newscaster not too long ago, following the script of just another day of disaster and chaos and what have you. Then he went off script just a little bit, and he concluded with these remarks, we live in uncertain times. And from man's perspective, we'd have to agree These are uncertain times. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. Our once proud economy, the envy of the world, is being crushed by massive debt. But consider now the daily headlines read exactly like Jesus said they would 2,000 years ago. That there would be wars and rumors of war. That there would be pestilence and earthquakes all over the world. Signs in the heaven above and in the earth beneath. I'd be remiss if we didn't just pause for a moment to connect some of the dots and check off the list. Wars and rumors of war. That'd be Korea and uh, just about everywhere else on the planet. I saw the eclipse and I have to tell you it freaked me out. I was over in St. Louis, so I had a really good view, and it got so dark at that moment, all the outside lights came on, and I'd just never been a part of anything like that. And then this double-barrel hurricane, 
unprecedented, without historical equal. And a major earthquake in Mexico that barely even got into the news cycle. All upon us in the here and now. And the world is adrift in chaos and confusion. People are desperate and fearful. No clue on what to do or how to respond. I was talking to a guy at my happy place, Sharonville Car Wash. (laughs) And uh, he's got family in Florida. He said, we're going to have to go down there because they're going to get wiped out. And this old boy just looked at me and said, you know, I think it's the end of the world. I said, I think I agree with you. But in the midst of all this, we are not without understanding. We are not without hope. I submit to you, never before has there been a day more orchestrated or outlined or organized by the sovereign hand of God Almighty than this day. In the course of human events, there has never been a more certain time. God is directing and God is dictating the events every day, everywhere, involving everyone. I'm telling you, we are not just careening through space, wondering what in the world is going on, waiting for the next shoe to drop. No matter how grim it is, he's still got the whole world in his hands. Amen. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. We live in certain times. Amen. Well, man is indeed just uncertain. God has got it all figured out. As the strengths of government and man are now adrift in weakness and anarchy and confusion, The church has a greater reality that of the increase of his government and kingdom, there shall be no end. So in a world that's in free fall, the church is going this way. Not only on this planet, but someday literally, the church is going to leave the planet. We live in certain times, amen. In the midst of these unprecedented times, there's a renewed look to prophecy. The search for answers as to what has happened, what's going to happen. And it's taken on a new spike, almost an obsession. The book of the revelation of Jesus Christ that came from the Isle of Patmos in the first century from the pen of John, the beloved, didn't have on it a do not read until the 21st century label. It was a vital document right then. Written to the seven churches of Asia Minor. The case could be made. It was the most widely read document in the New Testament. The book of Revelation with its amazing and fantastic images. Invites the believers in the first century. To perceive the truth. Within the realities they were facing daily. It speaks to them in real time in powerful ways that were compelling and comforting. It speaks to us today too. The book of Revelation invited and enabled first century Christians to find freedom from the myth 
of the emperor as a divine creator. To number two, engage and escape the tainted prosperity and beguiled elements of the Mediterranean culture. And thirdly, to become loosed from the violence dubbed the rule of law. It was written to free them to live their lives in the power of the gospel and to adhere to divine truth of eternal value. The purpose of Revelation is not only to discern the fulfillment and predictions in contemporary history, but its message was to discern the true nature of the society around them in the greater context, and that is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, everything around us, it's swirling, it's dominating, it's overwhelming sometimes. But you let me tell you, the the bottom line to all of it is this. Eternity is coming, and it is certain. We live in certain times. Amen. Some that pursue exhaustive knowledge of some of the elements of prophecy need to change gears and pursue a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. The book of Revelation is many things. Of course, it's a letter, as we mentioned it, but it is also an apocalypse. It's from the word apocalypsis, which means unveiling, lifting of the veil. What is unveiled? The current events of the audience are placed in the context of a sacred history of God's activity and carefully divine plan. That we didn't get here accidentally, that this just isn't a a difficult time. That God has ordered the steps of man and the elements of the planet at every level to bring us to this day. Life on earth is put in the sphere of the invisible world and our human situation is put in the realm of the supernatural. You know, it's not just about the things that we have in talking to our family there in Florida. There's a high probability they're going to lose all their stuff. And you know that stuff that we value and that we cherish, it it could be just a few minutes or hours from being totally obliterated. So why would we live for something that will not last and ignore something that will not end? Amen. It has the power to comfort the marginalized and encourage the discouraged and urge all to live values that are consistent with their faith. I think we would get the majority to agree today the world is not sustainable in its current condition, is not sustainable economically, it is not sustainable socially. In fact, you could say it's not even sustainable geologically. It is coming to an end. There is an expiration date on everything on this planet. And being ready for that certain truth and demonstrate that priority in the choices that you make, now is the time to get it figured out. Now is not the time to trade heaven for anything or anyone or any activity or any sense of urgency. Let me tell you, the only thing you've got to do, you don't have to get a promotion. You don't have to get another degree. You don't have to move to a bigger house. You've got to be saved. That's what you've got to do. 
because we live in certain times. Amen. The purpose of the apocalypse is not just to figure out the future. It's rather to get us to to look at our lives. Look, if you believe the end is upon us, what are you doing about it? Does your life reflect that? The reader can see the fact that no matter what the present world is claiming and the world powers would aspire to do, God is the final source. No matter how real the lies of the culture appear, the greater truth is defined not by man or man's events. Rather, the word of God is the final say in all matters. It alone determines the ultimate truth for this plan. There is an eternity coming to follow Dr. Smith, one which will reward good according to God's laws, one which will judge and punish evil according to God's laws. Be assured, the Calvary Church judges nobody, never has and never will, but have a greater assurance that this book judges everybody. Everybody. And it is there that we must base our lives and form our values. The world will be judged with multiple manifestations of the wrath of God in proportions that have never been seen and cannot be comprehended. And then the glory of heaven. God bless John to try to write the vision of what awaits the righteous. I've said before, if, if they'd have tried to get me to document that, I, I think I'd have just got me a piece of parchment and said, you won't believe what I just saw. Put it in a bottle and throw it out in the ocean. You know? But he did his best, and it's described in such fabulous ways. Streets of gold. Streets of gold. Now, is it real gold? I don't know. It looked like it. It looked like the most valuable thing on earth is worthless in heaven. You know the thing we can only get enough to go around a finger? Up there they use it for asphalt. Come on, somebody. That's a place you want to get to. You know, it'd be like me picking up a piece of the parking lot and going home and telling Jean, we can retire, babe. Look at this. I've tried that, and she did not find consolation in it. But you read this amazing vision. And then you compare it to the certainty of judgment. Without mercy... Unrelenting without historical equal. So horrid that people will cry out to die. Conservative reality is billions will die. Whatever we must endure in this life, it is nothing to be compared with the glory of the next life. I'm not here to tell you serving God and living righteously in this day is just a piece of cake and you're going to skate through the pearly gates. Oh no, but whatever you have to do, whatever you have to sacrifice, 
whatever changes you have to make, they are worth it. It would also lead us to understand that sin, while it has pleasure, the Bible says that, does not endure. You and I in this very temporary world, James calls our life a vapor. It's here and gone. And again, those things which seem so alluring, demanding, things that people are living for. I saw a guy on Fox News there in Miami. And the nightclub row was still pretty, pretty busy. People partying. People anesthetizing themselves to the realities. It's not going to come. It's not going to happen. Well, you know, Irma is not taking a direct path, but I'm telling you, we live in certain times. And the end is upon us. The book of Revelation is not about mystery solved or the future predicted. It's about the opportunity to be ready for the eternity that is certain and it represents rewards in an eternal context and judgment in an eternal context. This life ends and eternity begins. So help us, God, to understand that our conduct here and now our choices in this life Endure forever. And we need to get it figured out. Revelation is truly valuable. It establishes the fact that there is coming a time when the mercy of God on this planet will be gone. And mankind will be replaced by his wrath without limit or measure. John said it's wrath that will be poured out like vials and bowls and trumpets that sound. Don't think for a moment that this year of our Lord is anything but a certain time. Never has there been a time more certain on earth. I do believe the end is upon us. Eternity, reward and judgment is certain. So am I trying to scare you? Oh, I'm not going to try to scare you. Let the media do that. Really? That's not the point today. My point is to help us see the end of days. My point is to help us ask ourselves, well, if you believe that the world is coming to an end, what are you doing about it? If you believe that Jesus Christ is real and that he meant his promise, you men of Galilee, the same Jesus which you have seen go into heaven shall so come again in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. John 14, Jesus said, You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. If you believe it, don't, don't tell me. Don't nod your head. Your beliefs are not declared by your rhetoric, by your pontifications of piety. 
Your beliefs are revealed by your conduct. Amen. It's time to live accordingly. Good news. There is a plan. There is salvation. There is a chance to turn yourself around and your life can see a 180. Amen. The Calvary Church's testimony to it. Chief, we thank God for the statute of limitations at the Calvary Church. There's some rough folk here. That's why I have concealed carry. Because I work here. Amen. I'm just kidding. Kind of, sort of. Officer Menos, praise God. But you can turn your life around. You can have all of your sins forgiven by the power of water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of them. Gone. Washed away. Like it never happened. You. Yeah, you. You can become the temple of the Holy Ghost. His spirit can flow through you and and manifest itself. It's unbelievable. Our amazing first responders. When we call, they answer. My first encounter as a boy was when our old house there in Northside, smoke started coming out of the vents. And that was not good. We didn't dial 911 then. You had to dial like 513, there's a fire, please hurry. You know, it was on a rotary phone. It could take five minutes, you know. And we called the fire department and they showed up. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Fire trucks all over the place and what it was, one of the filters had clogged up and our old furnace was in reversal, you know. But we called them and they showed up. I submit to you that Jesus Christ is the ultimate first responder. Any time, any need, any situation, he will respond if you will call. What he will do for you is beyond your imagining, but you've got to make the call. I can't sit around during a break-in and wish the police would show up. Got to make the call. I can't wish someone with medical skills could respond to a need in my body that we've got to make the call. And this wonderful Lord and Savior who has made a way not only for us to escape, but to be rewarded by his mercy is just waiting for some of us to make the call. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask you to allow me to pray for you today. If you would bow your head and close your eyes. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day and everything it represents. Thank you for courageous men and women those that defend us around the world, those that protect us here at home.
I pray your blessing, your protection on them, Lord. Put angels around them, God. Anoint them in their appointed tasks. And Lord, I pray for all of us here today. I I don't know where we are in our journey to eternity. I don't know if it's a priority or if it's something that we have on that. I got to get around to that someday. Lord, I, I pray that just the season we find ourselves in and what's happening around us can awaken us, can alarm us, whatever has to happen, God. Because some of us need to make the call and see you respond. So I pray for our friends today. Pray for everyone in this building. The Lord, we reach out and we know your amazing grace that we live a life that demonstrates the fact that we know the end is upon us. It is certain. The world is out of control, but you are in total control. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you say amen? This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.